Welcome to episode five of the Bumcast on this post Bulls draft edition. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge. And once again, as always, I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Baloney, and the original Southside bum, Johnny. And guys, I just want to start off by saying, who the fuck is Patrick Williams? I have no idea. It really, <laughs> I mean, we knew we were going to do this Bulls draft podcast and I tried to study up as much as possible. I have no idea who Pat Williams is. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, small forward from uh, FSU. He's the second youngest player in the draft at 19 years old. Um, and I'll just uh, go on notes here that I got. Um, you know, I tweeted out earlier that uh, he was high on the Spurs draft board. So um, apparently, you know, Popovich wanted him. And if Pop wants him, I'm, o- I'm okay with that, you know, as well. Um Recently, a tweet came out from, uh, you know, take that David Kaplan um, saying that multiple NBA sources tried to trade, say that the teams tried to trade up to grab him. So it seems like, you know, even though we don't know who the hell Patrick Williams is and, you know, everybody wanted the OB Toppin, you know, that just sells T-shirts right there. Um, I think that the fact that teams were trying to get up, get up to trade him and the Spurs wanted him is, is a good sign for for AK's first pick. Yeah, I mean, realistically, this draft was kind of hit or miss to begin with, right? There was no standout number one consensus pick. There wasn't anyone that, like, jumped off the draft board. So if... You're going to go with a uh, high-ceiling guy. You might as well go with the super athletic youngest player or second youngest player available, right? Yeah, I mean, let's, I, let's, let's hope that these – that, you know, this new regime is not is taking actual, like, NBA athletes and not just guys who can, you know, jump and run fast. Let's, let's make sure that these guys are actually – athletic NBA players because I was just so sick of, well, we drafted the best athlete on the board. Like, I don't want that anymore. You don't want another Tyrus Thomas? I do not want another Tyrus Thomas, no. that. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen people saying this is the worst draft pick the Bulls ever made, and it's, it's, it's blowing my mind that, you know, people are already, you know, shitting on AK and all the, and his, his scouting yeah. department when this is literally the He's got. He had such high regards coming in from Denver, and this this is what you're gonna. I mean, I guess we're just so jaded from Gar Pax and all these years that anyone that we don't know is gonna be shit on. That's exactly my thought when going into Twitter and seeing everybody's reaction, and us being you know lifelong Chicago sports fans and growing up on the in the age of the internet. Out of all Chicago sports fan bases. Bulls Twitter, it might be the worst of them all. I couldn't believe how many people were shitting on AK and shitting on the Bulls. Where, like, realistically, no one in the world knows if this is going to pan out or not. But Bulls fans have been so jaded for so long. I think it, it is, like you said, the Garpex trauma that Bulls Twitter right now is on fire. And it's like... You got to give this guy a chance, right? You yeah. got to give AK a chance, and you got to give Pat Williams a chance. I, I had I had one of my friends on Facebook saying that this was the worst 
one of the worst picks in both history. And I would, I just counter with that. You know, I'm like, really, you're not even going to give him a chance. Like, you know, he's, he's got a good staff around him and no, he, he doubled down saying, mark my words, he's going to be garbage. And I'm just, I'm just shocked that people are reacting about in this I, negatively. I saw multiple tweets from different people comparing this to the Mitchell Trubisky draft. <laughs> and I'm like, don't, Put that juju on anyone, you know? Yeah, we don't we don't need to relive that. That's that's still fresh, man. I still I still woke up with sweats from from that every time. Like, and I think we're we're realistically like we're as jaded as it comes as when it comes to Chicago sports. And when we're trying to calm people off the ledge and kind of toss them out of it, you know they're 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 off the deep end. Yeah. That that definitely is true. I mean, you know, if I, I I have to say though, if this was if this was Garpax who made this pick, I could see justification for people flipping their shit over this because they have a history of making shit picks in the top, you know, seven. Because well, frankly, if we ever had a pick above seven in a while, I don't remember because we always seem to be stuck on seven. But I mean, if this was Garpax, it's justified because you're taking an unknown guy was not a starter and they have a history of making shit picks. But, you know, I think we have to give AK at least the benefit of the doubt. We know we all gave Ryan Pace the benefit of doubt. Well, that kind of blew up in our face pretty quickly. But um, now don't put that. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm just, hey, I'm just a jaded Bears and Bulls fan, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that the comparisons are apt. You know, I think we need to let the whole. Johnny, you watch a little more college basketball than both of us. What were your uh, initial reactions? Yeah, so I keep on telling everybody, uh, like I like I mentioned before, that this coming draft, uh, this draft class is not going to be somebody you're going you're to get the flashy player, um, like how it was back in um, during the LeBron Wade uh, uh, Carmelo uh, draft class. You're, you're not going to get that out of these players. Uh, definitely talented players, no doubt. I'm not uh, dodging anything about these players. Really good, young, talented uh, class that that's out there. But you're not gonna, you know, th- these are just puzzle pieces. That, that that's how I'm 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 laying this out. Um, I'm not too familiar with Patrick Williams. Uh, he did come from a good program for Florida State, who was ranked number ten in the nation last year. Um, so a lot of talent from that team. Um, uh. Decent size, a good defender. Um, it's just like how everybody's saying: you gotta give, you gotta give a chance uh, to build this team. And with uh, with this pick, I mean, they probably saw something that other teams, like it, like uh, Jason mentioned, um, the Spurs were trying to get them. So I mean, and, and the Spurs always got um, a keen eye for good talent. So. Um, you got to trust the process. You got you have to see how this plays out. Um, I'm looking forward more towards next uh, n- the next draft class uh, for next year, um, just because a lot of players uh, were you know wanted to stay stay back. But um, we are where we're at right now. So I mean, like I said, let's just you know give this guy a chance. And for the people who are saying like you know this was a bad pick and this was just garbage we're doing this stuff all over again like you don't know that you don't like when when they picked jimmy butler nobody knew that he was going to be the player that he he is today um so i mean you never know what you're going to get out of these players i mean you got to give 
um, anybody a chance. I mean, that, that, that that's all they're asking for. And you just got to see how this plays out. So, I mean, Patrick Williams, welcome to the Bulls, man. And I hope, I hope you kill it. So. Yeah, and exactly. I've been, I've been yeah. Uh, seeing a lot of stuff that you just, what you mentioned too about him being, you know, defensive. Like everyone's saying he's a well rounded defender and he can guard the edges pretty well and keep the ball moving. Yeah, exactly. And and realistically, Johnny, you mentioned it, and, and Jason, you said it at the start of the show. Our buddy Chris on Twitter said the exact same thing. If he's good enough for Pop, he's good enough for us, right? I mean, nobody knows better than Popovich. So that's that's as good of a, a signal as, as possible. Yes. Um, and I'm currently watching, you know, I got the draft on right now. We're on Milwaukee's pick. It looks like number 24. So it, it looks like uh, it's going to be a while before. Bulls get to number 44. I don't even know if that, if that second round even happened tonight or is they pushing that till tomorrow night? Yeah, uh, I believe it's tonight or maybe. Who knows? Realistically, though, at, at 44, you're just taking a flyer, right? Yeah. Like you're hoping to get a role player. You're hoping to get a body. But after, after Bulls picked that four, I think we all thought 44 is just going to be a guy. Yeah. And, you know, like uh, we had a guy on Twitter, one of our – you know, friends of the bums, you know, even said himself, you know, everyone's uh, shitting on this, you know, and we need to uh, relax and let, you know, AK assembled a good front office and coaching staff. You know, this is going to be his roster. Might take some time, but let's, uh, let's trust this guy. So shout out to the original Mr. Joey P for uh, dropping that take right before the draft even started. He already, he already yeah, knew I that mean, the, that's... he already knew that the, uh, Bulls fans are going to collectively lose their shit. Exactly. There's, there is some level-headed people on Twitter, and it's nice to read their thoughts because after after the pick, it all went to hell in a handbasket for a little while. Um, and I will. I saw earlier today. I, I uh, dropped a CSB Twitter poll, and I asked uh, when there was rumors going around about trades this morning with uh, Zach Levine. You know if. Uh, you know, if you want to keep him, would you keep him around, or would you uh, would you trade you know trade for picks? Um, and six percent say build around him. So seems like Bulls fans want to keep uh, keep Zach around for the for the time being. And let's see uh, see what we got with AK building around uh, Zach and Laurie and Wendell. And Kobe. Yeah, exactly. And I mean Zach Levine for all intents and purposes, he's not a number one you know, starter, he's not, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be your franchise caliber player, but he's a definite two, you know, he's a definite Robin to somebody's Batman. He's, he can be that even one, one B player. So it's, it's definitely something that the Bulls can build around. He's definitely a piece of the puzzle. It's all a matter at this point, if, and to see, and, and not just Zach, but anyone, we're, we're, let's see how they fit into Billy Donovan. And let's see who AK can actually convince big name free agents here to, to come to Chicago and play with these, this young core. That's going to be the key. Uh, now, we, if, if they've changed the cultural mindset of this, of this franchise where big name free agents actually want to come here. Yeah. And that's going to take time, you know? I mean, the, it looks like we're going in the right direction. AK is a good signing. Billy Donovan's a good coach, and they got young pieces to build around. So hopefully, yeah, maybe 
after this season, they build into something where they could get one of the big free agents um, after, after the season. Yes. And I will say the, the best story out of the NBA draft tonight by far, and I am getting my popcorn ready, is the upcoming feud between the GOAT, MJ, and LeVar Ball. I mean, that's going to be a shit show, yes. right? Well, he said, I mean, LeVar Ball has said he's going to kind of step away from managing his children and stuff like that. Because he's scared as fuck now that he's got to back up all those words he, he talks shit to Jordan about. You think he's a sucker for the limelight? You think Jordan, Jordan, we're talking about Jordan here. He doesn't forget about shit. He's gonna want his dad to show up and say after that press conference, uh, press conference he's like, You want to go one on one, bro? You know, he's, he's well, yeah, we are. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, he's just like, you know, it's, I mean, but you know. All joking aside, I mean, Jordan wanted to get ball regardless of whatever's going on with his, with his dad. Uh, he just saw a lot of, you know, talent w- with him. I'm kind of glad the Bulls didn't get him, but, I mean, that's Jordan. So, um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't I, – I think it's going to be a joke when, when they do a press conference where he's going to be just looking at, at his dad and just be like, do you want to go one-on-one now? Yeah, I mean, he was, exactly. he was yeah. on Kimmel and – Kimmel said you take Jordan one on one. He's like, oh, you don't want none of that. He don't want none of this. Like, my God, I would hold every single conference at wherever they have their practice center at, and just have Jordan come down there with a basketball every day, being like, "Where's the fire? Where's the fire, punk ass? Come on!" Yeah, I mean, we all saw the last dance, right? We know how he holds grudges, so it's going to be interesting to see how they how they coexist, or even if they coexist. Because, like I said, I, I tweeted at you, Jason. He he's so spiteful. He might trade him to somewhere in. <laughs> we don't know. He's going. To, he's getting the old old uh, Odie from Garfield team. He's going to Abu Dhabi in a in a box. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, I I I want that image of just Jordan showing up in the practice center with a with a cigar and a basketball and just waiting for Lavar to show up and you know him being in loafers or something and still dismantling Lavar and just shutting him up once and for all. I'm I'm all for it. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're all Team MJ, right? Oh yeah, it's the goat, guys. So we'll see. You know, we'll see what uh, Bulls do at 44, but you know, probably nothing we need to really brag about, really talk about. So, um, I will say I will be watching a lot more Bulls basketball this year. I have kind of tuned out. You know, I kind of came very, you know, apathetic to you know with the Bulls and, you know, with guard packs and wanting them gone. So, you know, definitely uh, going to yeah. be tuning back in now this season. It's a fresh start for everyone. It's a fresh start for the front office. It's a fresh start for the players and the fandom. I, I Like you said, everyone was kind of beaten down by guard packs to the point where, like you said, I didn't watch many games, but it's, it's going to be interesting and it's going to be fun to see a competent front office try to rebuild this franchise to what they used to be. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm ready. I've got my I got my Bulls hats. I've got my Jordans. I'm ready to cheer for the Bulls. Hopefully, this season is a step in the right direction. I also think too that Kobe White have a really good year this year or, or this coming season. I, I think he's gonna 
he's going to step up like, you know, from his rookie season and he's not going to have like a sophomore slump. I think he's going to have a really good season coming this season. So you guys, you guys think that uh, Lori magically finds his shot all of a sudden? You think he was dogging it because he wanted out of Chicago? I mean, both Lori and White. I mean, White was just mismanaged by Boylan from the beginning. Um, and Lori, he showed flashes you know, his rookie year. And then this last season just looked like he looked like us as fans. He was apathetic towards large parts of the season. So hopefully he, he turns it around because I think like him, like many other of the both players are a valuable key to building towards the future. Yeah. I, I really think that, you know, he was probably just raw dog and it just, uh, be like, trade me, get me the hell out of here, don't resign me so I can go. So now it's going to be a big, big, you know, eyes on him to see if he actually turned it around. And, you know, I'll, I'll definitely be looking for that in the development. Yeah, you got a better coaching staff, you know, this time around. So, you know, it's all, time will tell. So, uh, so Moving on, guys, you know, real quick note here, um, broke during the draft that the uh, White Sox uh, hired Miguel Cairo for their bench coach position. He was the Yankees minor league guy, something. I don't know much about this guy, but uh, LaRusso's got another hire, so it looks like he just needs his third base coach. I guess they're keeping um, Ewing for hitting coach because I haven't heard anything about them getting a new hitting coach in that aspect. Wait, that Frank McCann, you know, was well, the hitting coach. Oh, yes, sorry. No, that, that's the hitting coach. Ewing's the third base coach. Yes, yes. Uh, Cairo, uh, just yeah. a little background on Cairo. Uh, you know, he played for the Yankees. Uh, he actually was part of uh, one of the Cardinals teams in La Russa. Um, so that's where the connection comes from. So, um, yeah, he was actually with the Cardinals yeah. twice in two different stints. And he was also with the Cubs for a little while. And the only reason I know Miguel Cairo, when when that tweet came out and, I, and, and we saw it and I'm like, who? And then I look back. I remember Miguel Cairo. The only reason I know him is because the very few years I played fantasy baseball, Miguel, Miguel Cairo was like the ultimate utility man. He played second base, first base, shortstop and third base. So you could float him around and start him wherever you want. So shout out to Miguel Cairo because his... His his utility is the only reason. Well, that's that's good. But we also have the the big news out of out of Chicago baseball that came yesterday was officially Theo is out at the Cubs. We you know we mentioned that Sunday night during the Bears that you know it was probably a foregone conclusion that he was he was leaving, and now he officially resigned a year early with ten million dollars left on his deal. So and now Jed Hoyer takes over. So you know. Interesting to see there's not going to be much change, a little continuity there for the Cubs organization, but definitely a different voice in the top of the office right there. And it'll be interesting to see now if uh, Jed actually blows it up or if he keeps on going with uh, just retooling the around the core. Yeah, I mean, when the news broke, it was kind of like the worst kept secret in Chicago sports, right? We kind of all knew the writing was on the wall. And and we kind of knew this was going to happen. It was just a matter of, of when, not if. But like you said, uh, Jed Hoyer, he's been there forever. He's been he's been Theo's guy, and he's got a he's comfortable with the Ricketts. So it'll be interesting, like you said, 
I don't know if they're going to blow it all up or kind of retool, like we said in the last episode. But um, it's definitely interesting going forward and interesting to see what Cubs fans think because I saw some of them reacting like the sky was falling. And then other ones, most of them were just appreciative of the time Theo spent with the Cubs because obviously he was the one. Yeah, I mean, you bring, anytime you bring a World Series and, and the curse, I mean, that's – you're gonna get a you're gonna get a statue regardless. But where do where do you guys think that Theo goes from here? You know, there's a lot of talk that he wants to be you know owning a baseball team. You know, maybe he you know, obviously he doesn't have the money to to fund that. But you know, after turning down ten million dollars right you know off the bat, but I mean he can he can pretty much everyone say he can pretty much do whatever he wants. Some people are saying he's gonna go into politics. Some people say he's taking the year off or he wants to get in a minority ownership group. And I gotta say, you know. If you look, you know, Reinsdorf's 85. He, he don't have many years left, you know. Would you guys want to see Theo uh, as a minority owner of the Sox? I mean, they would be awesome, but I, you, we, we all know it's going to end up being Michael Reinsdorf. Yeah, right? that's, that's, that's my gut feeling, too, and I hate it to the core. I, I want to have some kind of optimism that Michael Reinsdorf doesn't, you know, kind of gets more hands-offy like he was with the Bulls. Yeah, well, now he's hands-on with the Bulls, but regardless. Um, yeah, Theo going – I mean, yeah, Theo could do whatever he wants. He's He's got he's got money in the bank. He's got all the accolades, and, and he's going to be a baseball Hall of Famer for sure. He's still young. He could do whatever he wants, honestly. Once this uh, COVID vaccine comes back, he could just tour with uh, Pearl Jam because I know he's pretty close with uh, Eddie Vedder, so – he the the world is his. Is he, he's look he's looking up the like at the blimp like in Scarface saying the world is mine. Just cue just cue the exactly. cue the music and then and push it to the and, limit. And at this point, good for him, right? Say it again. Yeah, good for him, right? He won a championship with Boston and, and the Cubs. So I I, I kind of hope that you know he sticks around, doesn't <laughs> get into uh, Philly or uh, the or Marlins or anything, and uh, you know he can. If Jerry eventually decides to, you know, does end up selling the team before or after he passes, or Michael doesn't take want to take it over and just focus on the Bulls, like I hope there's at least something where he can get a minority stake in and then be maybe like an analytic guy in the, you know, as well in the office. And I would love this. I would love to see him on the south side. Did you guys hear? Like, and now this oh, is. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, uh, no. Did you guys hear uh, what Michael Wilbon said on uh, on um, part of their eruption, where he was saying that um, that what if like Theo just decides to do something outside of baseball? Like, I'm not talking about politics. I'm just talking about like another sport, like doing football or you know doing like something different. You know, come um, to the Bears. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was talking about that. I mean, I just you know I just wanted to bring that up that he was talking about like trying to run the Bears, like you know doing doing that organization. And it's like how Peter says that this guy is uh, such a talented guy. I mean, he's he's done it all. Like as far as baseball, like what more what more as a high ceiling uh, can you do? I mean, you got two of the uh, oldest franchises who was going through the oldest curses. And who are run by two of the oldest people in Virginia and Jerry. I mean, right. it, yeah. they they definitely need new younger blood in that all up and down the organization. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I 
like I said, I mean, you know, when, when he, you know, he did what he did with the Red Sox and then we did with the Cubs, you know, does he want to stick around for baseball? I mean, it seems like, you know, if I'm to that point, like that my ceiling's so high, like, do I really want to stick around for baseball and just maybe I want to venture on something else, like maybe do another sport or like how people are mentioning politics. I mean, he could do whatever he wants because he's that, that, that intelligent to do whatever he wants to do. I mean, just like how Peter was mentioning is just that, you know, he, he, he can do no wrong and, you know, all the best for him. And I mean, he, you know, he's nothing but good things to say about him. And he, he went out you know, champ, you know, I mean, you know, he, he did what he did with the Cubs and now, you know, what more can he do? It's going to be really interesting to see what, what, what occurs in the next, you know, either a couple of months, if he takes a year off. I mean, I've heard about that as well too. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see what he does next. So. And then, so this is me just throwing darts at the wall and, and, and seeing if it sticks or whatever spaghetti at the wall and seeing if it sticks, but say he takes a couple years off. Rob Manfred has shown that he is kind of a, <laughs> that is true. And, wouldn't you? I mean, it wouldn't shock anybody. I'd, I'd love to see baseball. that. Right? Yeah. He's young. He's a fresh. Like he's. But Manfred's a lawyer enough. to begin with. Like why? I, why do they even vote a lawyer to run baseball? Is mind-boggling to me. I mean, he he's he doesn't care about I the think game. That was, I, I think that was one of Ceiling's uh, friends, if if I'm not mistaken. So that's why he, yeah. he got the job. I think I think he was handpicked by Ceiling, but now at this point, he's shown that. Realistically, out of all the commissioners in in sports right now, Manfred has to be at the bottom of the list. He's he's had well, and the fact that they decision. they haven't even got on Man. MLB has even got on board with the times with digital streaming, and they still have blackout restrictions for your local teams. Like yo, like exactly that they they, exactly. they just miss out on so much revenue by by blacking out local games for teams because people are cutting the court in record number now. Like so, he he's definitely not on top of current trends. So mark it down, Wednesday, November eighteenth. Your boy Baloney said Theo for. I, I I second that vote. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised go. if something like that happened. I don't know how the process is, as far as letting a commissioner go, but I don't think if they do decide to go that route, I mean that would be a, you know that's a no brainer. I I think he he would be perfect to run for Even- for, for a commissioner for baseball for sure. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be like this year or next year. He could take a couple years off and then come back when he's ready. Obviously, Manfred will probably be here for a while, but it, it wouldn't be bad if Theo was the next I mean, guy and obviously start. he's not doing it for, for money or anything because he just turned down $10 million over his last year. So, I mean, obviously he just wants to take a little mental break and, you know, see what else is out there. But the yeah, yeah. ready for a new so, challenge. Be interesting to see the next what happens, but let's hope that you know if he does come back in an ownership stake, not MLB commissioner, that it's with the Bulls or I'm sorry, the Bears or the Sox. So that we need new leadership on that. So, um, so before we wrap things up, I want to introduce a new segment that we at the Bums have decided to launch, and it's going to be called "What a Bum." And every week, we're going to give our pick for the worst person of the week. And it could be whoever we decide is just a low-life, dirty bum. So, Johnny, you want to start us off with the first ever what a bum? 
Uh, yeah. Now, I, I, I know you said low life, and I, I really don't want to put this person as a low life uh, <laughs> because he's family. Uh, <laughs> but I know he listens, uh, and he's my cousin, uh, Javi. Why do you keep on forgetting that I'm on this podcast? Why? <laughs> he's done it like two or three times. Johnny, Johnny is a, Johnny's Wait, the newest member. Hold on, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. He congratulated you, you guys, but he keeps on forgetting about me. So I don't know why I'm forgotten on this whole podcast, but it's driving me nuts. So if you're listening, I hope you're listening. Right. I uh, hope you're not forgetting me again this time around. So, cousin Javi, what a bum! Now, in in his defense, you know, Johnny, you are one of the you know newest members of the CSB group here. So, you know, he uh, he was he's been following us since the beginning. So, you know, hopefully he doesn't forget you going forward here. But that was that was a good start for. Uh, Putting him on the in the spotlight there, uh, Peter. Uh, who's your Who's your bum? Yeah, well, well, yeah. I I I have a bum. I had I've I've been thinking about it all day, but now I'm going to pick Javi too. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to, even though I want to. But Johnny Johnny picking cousin Javi for the first ever one of them is perfect. So so we we mentioned that. We're gonna put our our picks into a Twitter poll, and and let the Twitterverse decide on who's the bum of the week in this segment of what a bum. So my pick is gonna be Mark Colombo, former Bear. Um, we uh the news came out that he fought Joe Judge, and then there was rumors that he didn't fight him, that he just swore at him, and he said a couple of words that were kind of unsavory. Regardless, when you have an O-line coach fighting the head coach. It's not a good look. And of course it had to have been a former bear because going through the, I mean, this bear season from hell, it's just another, it's another strike in the bears franchise. But that being said, we're going to put the Twitter poll. Cousin Javi, a Mark Colombo, B, whoever Jason picks C. And I'm telling people, Whoever follows us, <laughs> don't vote for Mark Lumbo, vote for Javi. Just vote for, vote for Cousin Javi. That's, that's a good one. So All right, Jason, so. Who, Jason, who do you got? My, uh, my first ever what a bum is a guy that is kind of universally despised at the moment, and that is um, Mr. Jack from Twitter. I mean, this guy, he's – you know he's had quite a quite a month and a half, if you can you know say it, from starting with all the uh, censoring of the media and all that whatnot before the election, and then you know then he decides that uh, Twitter needs to be Instagram and gives us all these tweets, which is the dumbest fucking name for you know any type of new addition you want to add. And he he gives us a feature that we don't want, but yet he decides that he doesn't want to give us an edit button that everyone still universally wants. And I don't know if you guys seen him on on his Senate Senate committee hearings that he did recently, but the guy looks like he spent the last two months in Burning Man or something. I mean, this yeah, he's he's a grade A. Great he he looks like he wants to smoke some peyote like in a tent out in the wilderness or something with 
all of a sudden. Like, I don't know why he's deciding that, oh, hey, brilliant idea. I need to make Instagram into Twitter. I mean, no one asked for that. Like, we just we just want our edit button. Now there's talk that he wants to add a dislike button because that's what Twitter needs is more hate. So let's just dislike everyone's post, you know, trying to uplift everyone. So, I mean, that's Jack. What a bum. What a bum. So that kind of uh, wraps us up here for this uh, Wednesday edition post bowls draft podcast. We will be back either Sunday or Monday night. There's no Bears game this week, so it'll be a pretty slow week unless there's some more breaking news or we got some pop culture topics we can uh, discuss over over the weekend. But, you know, once again, we want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe on all streaming platforms, including Spotify. Follow us, unfollow us, follow us again. And make sure you keep an eye out for when the Pass drops later tonight, and as well as the Twitter poll. So, for the head bum in charge, and also for Baloney and the Southside bum, I want to thank all you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, Javi. Good night, Javi.